0: Well, hi Heidi. Uh, we got a great guest today because you know one of the things that I am big on is loving life and having some humor. And you know, uh, life's tough tough enough without figuring out how you can have a few laughs, right?
1: Absolutely. And our guest, Alan Klein, today, mom, has been on our cable television show. And like you said, we're going to talk a lot about humor and laughter after loss which I love because, you know, after loss sometimes it's hard to laugh or we feel guilty. And I'm sure Alan will address that today. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, and Alan is no stranger to loss, okay? So he, he knows how hard it can be. He um, discovered the therapeutic value of humor after his wife died at only 34 years old. And he is uh, the author of a book called The Healing Power of Humor and Embracing Life After Loss, A Gentle Guide for Growing Through Grief. Hello again, Alan.
2: Hello, both of you. Good to be here.
0: Great to have you on. You go and speak all around. Now tell me, I've been curious, were you funny when you were a kid? And I mean, when did you decide that humor was an area and a direction? (laughs) It's
2: it's funny you ask that because I was a very serious kid. Wow. Wow. And actually, it's my wife that brought out my humor. We used to laugh a lot. And in fact, uh, a lot of our friends were getting separated or divorced. And we would question why are we still married? And one of the reasons was because we laughed a lot together.
1: Uh uh-huh. I love that, Alan. And, and she was only 34 when she died?
2: He did, yeah. Rare liver disease, we found out when she was 31. Wow. Yeah. Um, but that- you know... Looking back, it's not something I wanted to happen, but it totally changed my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I certainly would not have become the world's only jolly showing uh, the world about therapeutic humor, uh, showing the world how humor could help in any situation, even in loss. So that would have not happened. Not that I wanted her to die, but um, something greater, I think, came out of it. So you're a jollytologist, the only one in the whole world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And you've sp- you've spoken all over the world, right? And and done seminars and all that. You didn't do any of that before she died. Were you a public speaker? What, what kind no,
2: of? No, in fact, you know, I almost failed speech in college. <laughs> I got like a D minus. I just passed. I hated to get up in front of a group. I still get nervous after. years speaking in front of a group but the passion to share my message overcame my fear and so I I just had to do it and and in a way it was honoring my wife doing that because of her great sense of humor and uh, just helped me get on with my life and hopefully helped other people too
1: how long after she died, did you start using humor? Was it, was it right away?
2: Or? It was about a year afterwards. Remember Norman Cousins?
0: Yeah. He
1: talked
2: about healing himself um, with humor.
0: What does laughter do for you?
2: First of all, I'm not advocating like, oh, someone's died, you know, just start laughing. Right. Uh, what I do say in the book, Embracing Life After Loss, is the five stages of going from loss to laughter. So it may take a little while. First, you've got to acknowledge that you've lost someone you loved. Mm-hmm. And then maybe in the book, I talk about learning something from that loss because I think death can be our greatest teacher because it shows us how to live more and mm-hmm. that we all have only a certain amount of time. And so use that time well. And then uh, letting go that we can't move on with our life until we let go. And the fourth stage is uh, starting to live again to start to forgive people to maybe um, have gratitude, more gratitude in your life for what you have left, not focus on what you lost. And then finally getting to the laughter stage and and realizing that um, it's not disrespectful. Uh, In fact, I advise uh, people who've lost someone to, to try to remember all those wonderful times you did laugh together, mm-hmm. um, because that may help lift you up and not just focus on the negative uh, that you have lost someone.
1: So, so it honors the person that you loved when you laugh. It honors your wife because you always laugh together with her.
2: Exactly, exactly. And uh, when I and when I work with people, I, and often I say, you know, did you have some great times uh, that you in your memory with? Um, People you've lost, and they say yes. And, and I try to encourage them to remember those, those joyful moments because mm-hmm. that will carry them through some of that
0: loss.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm, I like that, Karen. I, I like the fact that you talk a little bit at that first about what a great teacher grief and loss is because you're right, it is. And uh, yeah, we learn a lot about our, our life and ourselves through those. And it's like a wake up call. Heidi and I uh, do some presenting and one of the things we talk about is gratitude actually uh, stimulates chemicals in the brain. It's, it's really a, a, a brain changer. Right, right, right. right.
2: And the thing, the thing I like about gratitude and what I find in my life, the more things I'm grateful for, the more um, things come into my life for which to be grateful. Wow. So particularly if you're grieving, Um, Rather than focus on the negative stuff, what happened in the past, and and what you don't have, focus on what you still have. You still have, you know, when my wife died, yes, it was tragic. She was 34. I still had my 10-year-old daughter. You know, I had a wonderful job. I had a a roof over my head. I had loving friends and loving family. So I focused a lot on, on those things. And I cried a lot, too. And there was a lot of feelings of, of grief. But um, so, trying to focus on the stuff I still had in my life.
1: Did you use humor a lot with your daughter to kind of lighten things up sometimes? I mean, was that part of your relationship with her, too?
2: Well, one of the thing, a couple of things we did. First of all, right after my wife died, I said to my daughter, we need an adventure. I love it. Because we were we were dealing with my wife's terminal illness for three years, and it was wow. pretty difficult, yeah. and so I booked a trip to the um, to Alaska to go on the Inside Passage on the ferry system,
1: wow. and
2: we saw puffins, and we rode on, uh, spent overnight by a glacier, and we. And it just, it really um, helped bond us, mm-hmm. but it also got our mind off of, of the loss. And then later on, we would sometimes not be able to make a decision on something. And so we would keep Ellen's uh, memory intact by saying, what would mommy do in this situation? Mm-hmm. We don't know what we would do, what would she do? I love that. And, and so it would always keep her memory alive. And, and to this day, we still laugh about stuff that happened uh, during that time.
0: Yeah, you know, animals and birds and things like that are, are so unexpected. You, you just, don't, they've got to make you smile.
1: I'm wondering, you said something about earlier about letting go so that you can get to the laughter. I was wondering what, what exactly that means.
2: The well you know the, you know the work of victor frankel who was in yes. a concentration camp yes and and his his big thing about being in a concentration camp was that um it's our attitude
1: mm-hmm. you know
2: so in a loss we can either mourn the loss for years as i've seen people do which gets in the way of getting on with their life or we can celebrate that that life that was um, lost. We can celebrate, I can celebrate my wife's uh, gift of laughter that she gave me that I now give to the world. Um, or I can mourn her loss, you know, and, and I could do both too. Right. So to mourn her loss forever is not healthy for me. It, it's kind of two lives are then lost. My mm-hmm. life was lost and her life was lost. Right. So I think at some point we need to let go and realize we can go on living Mm. and that we haven't, our attitude could help us change the way we look at death to help us uh, let go and and go on living and even laughing.
0: I I like that. So tell me, and now you said that you weren't a particularly humorous a laughter person before you met your wife and she got what if I've had a loss and I am not a person who laughs a lot Give me some tips. What can I do to get myself going?
2: Well, first of all hang around people that did make you laugh mm-hmm. um, Write down stuff that does make you laugh like TV comedy TV shows a movie. You said you went to a movie mm-hmm. after your loss a comedy movie um, You know, and I'm not talking about fall down laughter, it could just be a little inner quiet stuff, uh, mm-hmm. a little chuckle now and then, uh, but just maybe not laughter, but at least lightening up,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not
2: be so dark and down all the time, particularly because people won't want to be around you then either.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, and hang around with the people that you feel good about and lighten up about.
0: Laughter does break things up and there's some physical aspects to it too you get more air
2: and oh yeah oh yeah Beating, and... uh, more oxygen in your brain so physically it's it's pretty good it's pretty healthy
0: give us uh, the names of your book again how many books have you written
2: this will be 27 <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ellen, that's amazing i know i know wow I wow, know. so you, and so it's not just this one you're going to be looking at. You're going to be looking at all sorts of fantastic books. And he's got great stories and he talks about people who've had loss and overcome them. And you've got some great stories in your book. So the
2: new one is Embracing Life After Loss A Gentle Guide for, for Growing through grief. through grief.
0: Yep. Oh, Ellen, thank all you much. so much. And, and thank you for all the joy and wonder that you've brought to the world. Thank you, Ellen.
1: Thanks, Alan. And thanks for giving us permission to laugh again after loss. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more,
0: visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.